And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. We are here Tuesday, September 22nd, the day of a hurricane, actually. Hurricane Teddy doesn't sound that intimidating, if you ask me, but who knows? We'll ride this one out. They're saying it can't be any worse than Dorian, so whatever. We podcast in the middle of hurricanes. Hurricanes don't stop the workflow. We do whatever makes sense here. You want content, we're going to give you content. You want a podcast, we're going to give you a podcast. That's how that's how we roll. Uh, today on the High Button Podcast, we have Kenzie Lalonde. Kenzie is a broadcaster for Eastlink TV. She is a former Mount A women's hockey team member. She was the captain, also the leading scorer. And on top of that, just for the cherry on top, I'm going to chuck an MVP on there. That's right. She was the most valuable player uh, as long as the leading scorer and as well as a captain for that team. So I thought it would be a great guest to have on the podcast knowing that she's in the broadcasting world as well over there at Eastlink TV. We've had Mavs on the po- on the podcast already. Uh, so it's going to be great. I've seen Kenzie around the ranks before. She has a great social media presence. She seems like she's a really nice person when it comes to interviewing uh, the athletes around this community and just getting good stories. I've seen her on Twitter and Instagram and things like that, and she really knows what she's doing. So I'm excited to talk to Kenzie. It's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Kenzie. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, Kenzie Lalonde. Did Justin. I pronounce it right? Yeah. Lalonde? Yeah, so that would be the French way. Are you French? <laughs> is Lalonde a French name? That is correct. Belanger, Lalonde? Yes. Do you speak? No, I don't. Neither I, do I. Do you? <laughs> we're embarrassed we're... to our culture. <laughs> we're all gone. Every time someone asks me, like, do you speak? I'm like, no, I, I put my head down in shame. Like, no, I'm sorry, I don't. But... So who's French in your family? My dad, but he was Same. in the military growing up, so he was always away. So, like, he never had the opportunity to teach me. He didn't put you in immersion? I I, try, I did get put in immersion, but I got kicked out. Like I was just too much of a bad kid. And they're like, no, we can't teach this kid French. I wasn't even given that opportunity. My entire family, his whole side, completely bilingual. Oh, yeah? And then me and my brother show up. We're like, hello. <laughs> Where did you grow up? In Ottawa, in the oh, West yeah? End. Stittsville, Stitz Vegas. What's Stittsville? What's that? Oh, my God. It was a farm town that's now kind of grown into like a suburban community. Just oh. on the West End, so about... 10 minutes from the stadium, the Canadian Tire Center. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Or the Crawl Center or the Scorchbank Center, whatever brand you identify with that stadium. I've been like 10 minutes from the rink, so maybe I was in your neighborhood. Maybe. Canada would be another. That's where it is, Canada. I was there up in Gatineau for like a hockey tournament. We drove somewhere around the rink. We got lost on the way, and someone was like, oh, we're 10 minutes from the rink. So maybe that was You're probably at the Sensplex, which is their, the Sens practice facility, which was my home rink growing up, which was awesome. It's a four-pad facility, super nice, like upstairs bar. Yeah. Lounge. Yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah, I had my grade 12 graduation there in the field house. It was a full circle moment, Justin. So who played hockey in your family, (laughs) Dad? Like, how how did you get involved? Yeah, so my dad grew up playing, not a... I don't think he was very talented, let's say that, but loved the sport. (laughs) So he played, my brother played, and then I just naturally got into it as well because I wanted to be like my brother. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. in skates at three years old, and uh, yeah, I loved it. So when was the move to Halifax? Or did you even move to Halifax until after school? Yeah, so, okay, so yeah, from Stittsville... Grew up all through there. Did high school at Sacred Heart Catholic High School. Go Huskies. You went to Saint where? Sorry, Sacred Heart. I went to Sacred Heart too. <gasps> like here downtown. Downtown. Oh, I'm like two grade from there. primary because I'm pretty sure it's an all girls school. Pl- oh, past. But grade- you got in. Well, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> I got, that was good. I got no comeback. I was there at grade <laughs> primary. 
And then after grade primary, <laughs> okay. I was gone. But sorry, I interrupted you. Keep going. No, yeah. Um, so I went to Sacred Heart Catholic High School. Go okay. Huskies for my high school. And then um, decided to go to Mount Allison. Yeah. So that was in New Brunswick, Sac yeah. City. Yeah. And then went home after that for a couple years and then was offered an opportunity at Eastlink. Yeah. Been here for two years, guys. Look at you. I know. Still have an Ontario license plate, so please stop shaming me. Apparently, that's a good thing, though. If you get, like, tickets or anything like that, apparently it's just a write-off because you have an Ontario license plate. Well, knock on wood. I'm still ticket-free since moving here. Oh, tickets are brutal in the city. Gets you. I know. They yeah. add up. Especially when you're in school. Yeah, like luckily. $25. Oh. oh. Is it 30 now? It's up there. I don't know, Justin. I don't have a ticket. Good for you. I park. I remember used to park ev- anywhere and everywhere just to get to a place downtown because I'm that guy who was always late most of the time. Nice. And I just park wherever I could. And I had so many tickets. Uh, yeah, it's gr- like going to university in Sackville. Everyone just walked everywhere because there's nowhere to go. It's a very small town. The people make the place at that school, so you really just walk into someone's apartment nearby and uh, <laughs> hang out there, do your homework there, and then head home. You guys have a great uh, pizza delight up in Sack. Oh! Honor. I, I know that pizza delight. They have the the bread bread, bread, gar- the bread the, grill. Oh, a lot of post game uh, dinners there. Well, that place was ideal for us to stop off at for road trips because okay. I feel like it was always at the halfway point of where we were going because yes. there was no junior team there. I don't think back in the day. Like Amherst was the nearest. Exactly. So, so we always used to stop there, fill up on bread, and then just go play the game. <laughs> and you just want to sleep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we were lucky at university because we were a middle point. So we never really, we had one overnight trip. Oh, yeah? Once a year, and that's it. Good Kind of sad because those are like where you build the mems, right? So, I know. When you're younger, cheese, when but... you're younger, you just want to do it. You want to travel. When you're older, you're like, I just want to stay put. I know. I just want to go home, go to bed. That's why I work from home. Very, yeah, I know. Very <laughs> nice. We've have, uh, adjusted a little bit. We've done some at-home studio work. So I've seen I've that. You and Mavs, been yeah. Been setting up a little yeah. at-home studio. How's that going? You liking it? <laughs> yeah, but I'm someone who likes to go to a workplace. I enjoy having a routine yeah. and checking in somewhere. So, you know, your days can kind of blend together if you yeah. never leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> I hear mixed reviews. I know some people like the the water cooler talk and then some people I like waking up, it. staying in bed and just working from bed. Yeah, it's a, it's a mixed review like going into the mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. Has it always been that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a very structured person. Like I need to have my days planned. Yeah. Little little OCD on that. So. Well, you're Excuse me. Perrier's getting to me. Um you were the captain of your hockey team. Yeah. So that means you're somewhat of a leader. That means you're a communicator. That means a lot of things about an individual that is a captain of a hockey team. So what do you think led you to becoming uh, the big C on the jersey? How did that come about? I Okay, when my coach first told me that, I was seriously like, are you sure? <laughs> and he goes, yes. I said, I, I, but I think I still only have, I think I'm only going to do one year. He's like, that's not what's relevant. And looking at my Mount Allison career, it was a big learning curve, Justin. In what sense? <laughs> I, you know, you evolve as a person. You go in as a kid and you come out an adult, right? Like, you remember your... Yeah, I'm still kind of a kid, okay. but I, I get it. Maybe for some other okay, people. Grew up, yeah, you know, yeah, I grew up a yeah. lot. I went in a very naive little city slicker, had a lot of um, intentions of how I thought it was going to go, yeah. and uh, quickly learned that was not how it was going to go, yeah. and learned through the ranks, so... When he said, you know, we'd like for you to lead this team. We're going to have a lot of rookies next year. I was like, all right, man. (laughs) You think so? Let's do this. But, I mean, yeah, I was certainly a leader who led by example. I wasn't one for, like, big speeches or anything like that. I really 
I guess my leadership style would just be I open the floor to anyone to say whatever they want. I yeah. don't care if you're not dressing, if you're a trainer. Yeah. If you have input in between periods, we would like to hear it. Because a lot of the time, Justin, at Mount A, we were down a couple goals going into every break. <laughs> at least you can laugh about it. Now. <laughs> now and that's funny because when I came out of high school, I played for the P- Provincial Women's Hockey League, which is the top tier of women's hockey in Ontario. Okay. So when I went to university, you know, you expect the next level personally, and I was not finding that. And so we were losing all the time, and I don't like to lose, Justin. Okay. <laughs> so Good to know. that was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. And I think when things like that happen, you have to get the team around in some capacity. Everyone has to come together and find a way to win. Yeah. We found. Did you? We found it sometimes. In sometimes. second year, we made it to the AUS women's hockey final congrats that's awesome yeah, i lost but that's okay <laughs> you're always shooting yourself down <laughs> just give yourself some credit that's a good thing yeah it was really fun we made it all the way to the finals game three um against U to m but lost three two it was so fun though but i don't remember the game at all looking back at any of my hockey careers i i can't remember shifts i know moments like that a lot yeah. of players can be like really recite a lot of memories and it's weird Here's my theory on that. Whenever I hear people bring up, oh, back in 1972, we played the Detroit Red Wings and this and that. My only reason, here's here's why I think they can remember it, because it was such a big event. Don't get me wrong. When we played hockey, it was an event. But there wasn't 20,000 people in the stands. And you don't like, there there was historic things that happened around these big things. And for us, maybe not so much. That's my only clue to why some people can remember these things. To me, same thing. I don't remember anything i couldn't tell you a date i couldn't tell you a score dudes are yes. right hand man he, that's a guy who just remembers everything oddly enough yeah. but there's just some people that have that type of brain that remember certain things like that i remember the road trips the yeah. nights out those are the things that uh clog up my memory box not so Same. much uh you know goal scoring and things like that did hockey always come naturally to you? Were you always a gifted player? Or did it come a little late in life? Uh, no, I mean, I was always on a top-tier team. I worked really hard. I think I had a really high hockey IQ. Ooh. I was a smart player. A lot of coaches would say that to me. Okay. I'd put in a lot of effort. Later in life, I became more of a finisher, was more of a playmaker yeah. <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> um, but like I said, I was kind of put into it when I was younger. So as I got older... I kind of had to have the conversation with myself. Is this sport what I want to keep doing? Why was I, there something else you wanted to do? Like, did be, you play? Kind of be a no one use quotations, but like a normal kid. Like oh, I was, yeah. I was getting really frustrated with, you know, missing weekends with friends. Luckily, I got to do prom, but we had grad trips and things like that that I had to miss out on, and I was sick of it. Yeah. I was so sick and tired of like every weekend being in Toronto. You know, only saw my boyfriend like once every two weeks. It was awful. Just in <laughs> high school was tough. Yeah. <laughs> but I, along those lines, though, I'm so grateful for what the sport's given to me. Yeah. And I loved it. And I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for that sport or be talking sports for a living. So, yeah. you know, I just hope I can uh, kind of encapsulate those memories and lessons learned and implement them in my day to day now and yeah. help kids that may be stuck too and are questioning if they love the sport or, you know. Yeah. Things like that. It's a cool thing how you don't kind of realize it till later in life how much it helped you. Yeah. It helped me socially. I remember as a kid when I was younger, it was really awkward. I had bad acne, all that good stuff. I was terrible at hockey growing up. 
And then it just kind of helped me later on in life. I became a little bit, you know, I gained, I went to puberty, gained a little muscle, became a little confident on the ice, became a little better socially. And then now I talk for a living to people, strangers. Mm-hmm. Just weird how it kind of all comes together through hockey. You're not even hockey, but just sports. Sports are really cool place because this is where you get to experience all of life's emotions yeah. in an environment and learn how to deal with it. Where else do you get that opportunity as a kid growing up? You know what I mean? It's truly incredible. I can't believe, as I've gotten older, I've done more soul searching, as you would say. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know when you come out and you're like, yeah, uh, I learned how to manage my time and I know how to push through the hard stuff. It's like, yeah, but look, dig deeper. You've learned how to step aside and let someone else have this time, you know, the the spotlight. You've learned how you know, to not give up on yourself and others and how to value people's sacrifices, coaches, parents, things like that. And I just challenge kids to really learn what they've, the tools that they've learned over the years. Got a lot of stuff in our toolbox if you really want to dig deeper. Tons of stuff. Sport. Things I don't even realize I have until a situation occurs. I'm like, oh, I can handle that. Yeah. That's what I kind of think sometimes about it. Yeah. When it came to the broadcasting side of it, what are some things that, I don't know, maybe didn't come so natural to you that you had to work on to become a broadcaster at Eastlink. You wear a lot of hats. In the moment, like at a Mooseheads game, when you're going to do, for us, when you're going to do, and I just hit the mic, when you're going to do an interview at the Crow's Nest, is what you call it, it's that yeah. raised platform. Yeah. When you're an in-game host, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Maz has a cool, collected style to it. I, on the other hand, am just like crazy because I'm still very new to this and you have to gather your guests, make sure your the storylines are correct, make sure all your questions are, <laughs> I fuck up all the you know, then get the name <laughs> and the team right. That's step one. But sometimes those little details you forget sometimes. Yeah. But so you have when you're about to go like live on an interview with a guest, you have to make sure they're there. Make sure they're comfortable. Usually they want to go over what you're about to talk about while also being mindful of your your director in your ear, the screaming fans behind you, making sure you know what you're about to filter out through your mouth for the next five minutes. It's a lot of juggling and you want to seem like you're normal and you want to make them feel comfortable. And moments right before going on air are usually my most chaotic. Yeah. And then that light goes on. You're like, hi, yes, welcome back. Yeah, I still get that feeling. <laughs> and you put feeling. on the face. And yeah. you're like, this is cool. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like right before good. this episode, like I'm still a little nervous. But as soon as Aiden clicks record, I'm like, all right, I'm fine. What's going on? Yes. How are you, Kenzie? Nice to meet you. How's life? Oh, yeah. It's pretty. I'm still so nervous. And my colleagues will say, that does not come across at all. Yeah. I said, okay, well, you just need to get on up in here because it's a different story. Yeah. I've noticed my tendency is my voice will go lower if I get nervous. Really? Or I'll talk really fast. So those are... So if anyone ever watches anything I do, if, you know, my voice goes from like this to very monotone, very masculine, <laughs> I'm very nervous. <laughs> very self-aware, it seems like. Very self-aware. <laughs> you kind of have to be if you stare at yourself for a living. Yeah. You know, but I love it. Eastlink's awesome. I'm so grateful to be a part of the team we have. Everyone's great. If it wasn't for Brett, I wouldn't have been there. And Who's Brett? So Brett Smith is our di- whoa, director of Atlantic. He's a manager. He's the big the, dog. Yeah, he, he's been the one who's groomed a lot of people that have come through there. And he, him and I connected when I was in my fifth year at Mount Allison. And I volunteered at East Link at, the Amherst, at their Amherst studio. Sorry. Did a story. 
And that was my first taste of, oh, I think I want to do this for the rest of my life. And we stayed in contact over years. I moved back to Ottawa and started working for U Sports and started doing some social media stuff with them. Stayed in contact with Brett, and then there was an opening here. And he's like, would you, would you come down? Would you move for this? We'd love to have a female on-air presence. And uh, I fit the bill, and uh, <laughs> I can't believe the stuff we've done at Eastlink with the run the Mooseheads had a couple years ago. To be a part of that, that was my first time ever on camera. What? It, Justin. You know how lucky no you are? I know. That's your first time ever it on was, camera? It, okay, so when I first That's like three years here, ago, right? Two years ago? 2019. Two, two, years, two years ago. Yeah. Oh, two, the Mem Cup Mem, was your first That time. was my first run, dude. Oh, it I was thought, nuts. No way. Yeah. So I moved here January 2019. And uh, I feel like I've seen you a lot longer before that. I, I mean, Did you I ever could, come party in Sackville? No, but I was at All the right. bread buffet. I was that's a party to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was there a couple times. Okay, okay, keep going. Keep so going. yeah, so I, ha- I I was in Ottawa working for U Sports, um, and then was offered this opportunity, and I said, okay, let's do this. So I had three weeks to move over Christmas, over 2018. Found a place on Kijiji, moving in with two strangers. I'm like, all right, let's hope they're normal. <sighs> Moved, and I had two weeks to kind of shadow Mavs, learn the teams, learn everything about maritime hockey, and then get ready to start hosting games. So I had one shadow game where I shadowed Mavs. He did an entire Moosehead broadcast, and that was it. And then the next time was me. How is he and as it was a teacher? Pink in the ring. Is he a good teacher? He's is the he best. A good, is he? You know, you know, Maz, he's been here. He's I know, but I don't know him. Like, I don't know him as like a teacher. Like, did he tell? Did he give you tricks to the trade, he or did he just, just say, "Watch what I do," and so you'll learn? calm, cool, collected. Yeah. Like, I wasn't there with a notepad, but I pretty much should have been the way I was watching him and yeah. studying him. And he was just so calm, cool, and collected. And any question you had, he answered. Type oh, thing. absolutely. Introduce. You know, Maz can't go around a rink without everyone knowing who he is. I know. So the entire time introducing me to all these people and i'm just trying to i'm just trying to understand how he knew a stat of a kid two seconds ago and now i'm meeting some high school coach that i'm about to see two weeks later it was so overwhelming but he was the best and to this day i'll never forget his advice that he said the more i got into it the more frustrated i was getting with questions and you know critiquing myself and he said look at you're always gonna have three interviews you're gonna have the one you prep for the one you actually do and then the one you think you should have done. See, so I gotta just let it go. And I've kind of tried to take that as much as I can with a grain of salt moving forward. But, you know, if you, if you beat yourself up about what I should have done differently, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. So the second I said that, I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. Yeah. It was crazy, though. I'll give you a funny story about our first time. It was actually at the Mem Cup, not the first time, but the first time kind of being on in like a, a big scale. Same mm. thing. Me and dudes wearing bright red vest, kind of in there, sticking out like sore thumbs. Maybe a little in over our heads. Probably. I remember were. seeing you guys running around. Oh, we were running around. <laughs> we yeah. were maybe in a couple places <laughs> we shouldn't have been. So, anyways, we got the content. Yeah, Justin. I know. We we got us. Anyways, Mavs might have been one of the first like three people to approach us and say, "Hey, are you guys high button sports?" Mm-hmm. And I knew who Mavs was, but we've never met before. And it was just a great handshake. How you doing? We talked for like maybe ten minutes, and that was that. 
but the next day I came back, I was oh, I was in the uh, the, like the the lunchroom or area wherever, and I, I almost felt like I was in high school again. Mm. And I go to grab my tray of food. I go up. I grab everything. I look at all the tables, and I don't know anyone. Who am I gonna sit with? Everyone's talking to everyone, mm-hmm. and I see Mavs, and he's at a table with like six, seven other people, and he's chatting up with everyone. And there's one chair left at that table. God love Mavs. <laughs> Justin, get over here. Come here. Sit down. Cape Breton newspaper guy next to the Cape Breton newspaper guy, a guy from Sportsnet next to the guy from Sportsnet, a guy from Moncton, the guy from Moncton sitting next to the guy from Vancouver. The next thing you know, I'm sitting next to seven other people who I had no idea who they were a day ago. And now I just made friends with everyone all because of maths. And it was just a great learning experience to be able to be like, okay, if you're, you know, a good guy and you stick in this business, you're going to be able to make friends across Canada and the world, it seems like. And maths was a perfect example of that and a great way for us to be able to meet tons of people in the business. Oh, I owe everything to him. He's introduced me to everyone. I'm so grateful. And Mem Cup, that was crazy. Nuts. That was insane. It was neat to see Sportsnet run a broadcast in that yeah. building because Kevin and I just spent the last eight months being in there all day, every day, and then just giving the reins over and seeing how they would do it differently. I had the luxury to shadow Tara Sloan for that. So no I reached, way. yeah, I reached out to her. Talking to the white part of the mic there. There you go. There we go. I reached out to her right before and said, you know, we had one more game. I think it was a President Cup final. It might, it must have been. And yeah. I said, hey, I know you guys are in town getting ready. Would you come on our on our broadcast? I'd love to interview. She's like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> she was so nice. We had a great conversation, and then I had an opportunity to shadow her for one of their their broadcasts. So, <laughs> you know, going they go, they installed a whole other platform. So I got to go up there, watch her do it, watch Caroline Cameron do it, and Colby Armstrong, watch all those guys the big do their thing. And I'm watching, and I'm thinking, this is no different, obviously, to the greater scale. And, you know, they have a production assistants, and you see, you know, you don't see Caroline Cameron running around trying to get the, you know, Tyler Heinem to join, on, to join her on air. There's someone to do that. So you see those kind of yeah. differences, but it was it was an unbelievable ride. I think everybody... From media down to staff, were just blown away with the facility that they yeah. pulled off. It was, it was great. great for rookies like us. Yeah. You know, oh, me like, too. You know, that's what I mean. Rookies <laughs> like us. It was, just, it was great for us to learn. Yeah. Learned so much. Oh, it was awesome. I did accidentally introduce myself to the um, makeup artist. I thought she was a producer or so something. What? I know. I'm. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like Tara was introducing me to these people, and then. Uh, I was kind of talking to myself. I'm like, hey, I need to take initiative. Like, if someone comes over, I will introduce myself. So this woman kind of comes by, and I'm like, hi, I'm Kenzie. I'm just here watching. I work at Eastlink. She's like, okay. Oh. And then keeps walking. <laughs> put, some flat, uh, put some powder on Colby Armstrong's face. I'm like, sweet. That's so Everyone just funny. watch that. Rock on. That's so funny. I've had a lot of embarrassing moments, you know. But with our industry, you learn, and peop- you learn by doing, right? Everyone watches us learn. So it, it's a yeah. lot of pressure. And you got to be good with that. You have to be good with failure. Yes. You have to be comfortable with it. At least in my sense, I, every day we, yeah, every day we make mistakes. Absolutely. But we learn from them the next day and then we're better for it. And I think that's something that's lost now as we get older, especially like in adulthood, everyone's scared to fail. Even yeah. youngsters too. But more as you get older, you're too timid to, to get messy you know what I mean? You're you're too timid to try something new, and you don't want to be discombobulated, so you just take an easy route out. 
but failure I think is really important when I was younger I, I hated the whole failure thing the whole putting yourself out there thing I hated it but now for some reason when you're older it's just you wanted to do something for such a long time and you just hold yourself back you're like nah I'm gonna just, just do it if I fail whatever it happens it happens and yeah, yeah and then just, things just kind of go from there and I think people fail also they think they've done something wrong in yeah. a lot of situations more in terms of trying maybe it's like trying a new drill or something like that but you know you got to keep trying just because you fail doesn't mean you're doing something wrong you're trying and you're failing and you'll learn from it and move on that's the only way we're going to keep growing Mm. and if you kind of tie that to social media nowadays everyone has a paper trail and how are you supposed to learn you know what i mean if everything's documented it's scary Mm. you know what i mean like if you put it in an analogy of like you know puppies learn by nipping at each other (laughs) And nowadays with social media, everyone can learn more and more about one another. And you're just kind of, uh, you're stuck to being who you might have been 10 years ago when you can change. Like mm. if I, if what happened in my first year and, and later in university, if that, uh, if nowadays I grew up in, in this day and age, I mean, then again, it was only five years ago, I'd be pretty scared. Oh, yeah. But, uh, we're okay. Well, we're what, ha- what happened in your first year? It was just a big learning experience, Justin. Lots of failures. <laughs> a lot of cake stands. <laughs> <A lot> of, <laughs> yeah, things got a little... Things. I had some fun. I left everything I had at that school on those streets. As you're supposed a- and to. And you're supposed to do that. As you're so, supposed to. No regrets. There's a big part of me that thinks if I didn't get all my fun and things out of the way at a young age, I don't know where I'd be right now. I have no urges to go out to... a. I know this guy over here probably does, but I know right now I have no urges to go to a, a Sunday night uh, lower deck. Not that there's anything wrong with the lower deck, but I just did it when I was younger. And right yeah. now I'm content with being home on a Sunday and working and watching a movie and staying home and just kind of doing what I do. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't think there's anything wrong. If anyone is listening to this and you are young and you think you're making mistakes, it's fine to make mistakes at a young age. Yeah. Just kind of figure it out by the time you're my age, maybe. Yeah. Even if not, it's all right. Same. Still learning, still learning. Still learning. (laughs) What do you think about, uh, are you watching the playoffs at all? A little bit. I watched a bit of Tampa, I mean, when they were playing the Flyers. I had the luxury of interviewing Lindsay Eastwood, who got a chance to go to the NHL bubble and cover Tampa Bay Lightning for their um, Tampa Bay Times report. So she had a chance to watch it all go down, so I interviewed her. Sick. Kind of tried to do my research and watch that, but for the most part, I was watching more of the Raptors and the hockey. I know Raptors was such a big I thought loss. They were gonna go. Big loss. My roommate was a Celtics fan, so oh, yeah. we made a huge ordeal every single night. It was entertaining. I, I liked the basketball. Yeah. And the hockey. I don't know. I, I got mixed reviews about it, but some series were good. Some series were, eh. but there was a lot of. Uh, I remember I said right before the bubble thing started, basketball and hockey, I will never take sports for granted again. Because we, we, what, what did we go, five, six months without sports? Five months? So I remember even if there was a game on at Tuesday at 7, 8 o'clock, it's like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to put it on mm-hmm. just to be somewhat entertained because I don't want to take it for granted ever again. But the quality of play was great. We had uh, we had a high more on yesterday. He played for Chicago, mm-hmm. obviously, or plays for Chicago. And he said it was great. The intensity was there. And I think that you could see it on TV the cheering kind of helped the uh, the fake cheering kind of yeah made it seem oh i was like here was, for it you didn't really notice i was nervous yeah. i was gonna be uncomfortable watching yeah. the games but it was fine he said that during the game while you're playing if you like had a scoring opportunity like and you missed the sound Ooh. system in the rink would go like oh <laughs> so it made it seem like you're actually playing in front of fans but i don't know i think I don't they, know they, you got you got to give it to the nhl 
and the NBA because they pulled it off. And you got to think of everything that's going on in the world outside of COVID with political things. They pulled it off. Mm -hmm. They made it work. Everything came together. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I I can't have any complaints. I'm just happy that there's sports on. Dallas? Team Dallas in this room? Well, I'm a Rick Bonus guy now. There so you go. <laughs> I'm a Dallas guy, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there. But I've, I mean, I grew up playing hockey my whole life. That was my only sport I ever knew. I played soccer a little bit, but it wasn't until I got to Mount A and there was no men's hockey team. There's no men's hockey team? Mount no, a? Justin. And I was so devastated. Oh, my God. Why are you devastated? <laughs> well, I just grew up, those were all my friends ever my entire life growing up. Yeah. So, like, it was weird to not have a like-minded male to yeah. compliment all of us. <laughs> so that was strange. And so funny. <laughs> we had, so we got to know football. And at the start, I'm like, oh my God, who who plays football? I didn't have a really, footy, I didn't care football. for the sport at all. Yeah. But then I was in commerce. I did a business degree. I had no teammates in any of my classes. So all the guys were in those classes. And to this day, they're still some of my best friends. No way. I think football is a great sport because any body type can play. There's a spot for everyone in that sport. Kicker. And so you get a lot of different personalities, a lot of socioeconomic backgrounds. You get a good, diverse bunch of characters in that sport. And, you know, I've gained a lot of respect. I like the one person who cheers for the CFL at my office. <laughs> devastated that it's canceled. <laughs> I mean, there was supposed to be like a pregame season here. Yes, uh, I know. I was super stoked. Oh, I know. I'm the 1%. I never thought of that, though. Bat- football, sorry, comes from all different economical backgrounds, all different races, all different types of people play that sport. I never thought of it from that sense. Yeah, you know, you got the big old linemen. Those bring a character. Yeah, it, yeah those guys are a riot. I uh, I miss them a lot. Football. It's one sport I never got into. No way. Never got into. I watched a couple games from my high school. I enjoyed it. I like being there. I don't like watching it on TV. I like being there, mm, seeing that's the That's how I feel about baseball. Hits. No, I love baseball on TV. Really? Love it. Okay, it's such a nice... It. I love like chucking a Jays game on while I'm chopping an onion in the kitchen or something. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, no. like watching paint. I'd rather watch golf. <laughs> I like watching paint. Golf. Speaking of, did anyone watch the US Open? Bryson no, DeChambeau. Bad, Man bad. put on 35 pounds in Ooh. one. Bryson DeChambeau is the one who just won the US Open. So he put on in one year 35 pounds and set a record at this course. I think he hit the fairway 23 times, which was a new record. And he went under par. And it's, I don't know if no one's ever done that before. Or it hasn't happened in a while. He was like minus six or something. It was insane. Are you talking English right now? I don't know what you're talking about. I know. About. Do you know anything about golf? <laughs> Not really. Okay, sorry. So he gained like pounds, like weight? Weight. Is he successful? Like he's been winning championships? It, he is now. Oh, because of the weight? Yeah. He's he's just hitting bombs. That's right. Okay. It was all about his drives. Like I guess he just unleashed. It was crazy. It was cool. I can't believe I'm talking about golf. My dad would be so proud. Your dad's a golfer too? <laughs> he, I like all men who are about to retire. You know? I he He's someone who set me up for success my whole life. I've always had you know, top of the line gear if, if I wanted it. And even with golf clubs and recently I was taking part in the Charlottetown Islanders golf tournament that they take, that they do at Crowbush every year. So it was my first summer in Nova Scotia and that was last year. And my manager reached out to me. He's like, Hey, do you golf? I'm like, well, I have clubs. Sure. <laughs> Let's call myself a golfer. He's like, great. Charlottetown has a yearly um, golf tournament every year. It's at Crowbush, like one of the nicest courses. So my colleague, Matt Beardsley said, come on, like, we'll have some fun. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so I went, I was, there was two women 
Want a sweet pair of Ray-Bans, though, for the longest drive. Did you? Mm-hmm. Wait, you had the longest drive? Out of the females, Justin. There oh, so was you two just beat of us. the other girl. That okay. is correct. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Got a sweet pair of Ray-Bans, and uh, it was pretty embarrassing. Felt Why? bad. Well, I just wasn't very good. Eh, that's what golf's for, for people that aren't good at it. Yeah, I guess. You, you I was know? a little nervous. Terrible at it. Noah Lowen was paired with us, so each Islander was paired with like a group, and I felt bad for What him. do you mean each Islander? Oh, each player. Each player, yeah, oh, was okay. a, was joining every team, so he was with us. Myself, my other Eastland colleague, Matt, and his friend. So he had the luxury of golfing with uh, with me. It was fun. I it like was a golf. good time. Yeah, it's good. Well, is she there? Yeah, yeah, I think. Good? You know, probably. Oh, don't I don't know. remember. He wasn't on our, on our team. It was a really nice golf course, though. So now my goal is to do, Cabot Links. Is that it? The one in Cape Breton. Yeah, it's like a Instagram famous type thing now. Everyone's just going there. There's a great deal going. I feel like every time golf gets brought up on this podcast, Cabot Links has to start paying us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, they have a great deal. PSA. They have a great deal going right now, like three hundred bucks or something, two nights. Yeah, and a night stay. Two I'm in. one night, two rounds of golf stay or something like that. If anyone wants to go golfing, reach out. I'd love to go. Season's not over yet. Well, because apparently there's a lot of availability because everyone from the States usually comes down mm. here in the summer. No, none of one from the States can come down. So it's just a bunch of availability to go there and play. Yeah. It's a great sport. Yeah. A lot of fun. So what's on the agenda for you right now? I know MHL is back. MHL starts October 31st. Mm-hmm. Major Midget, I think, is starting. They don't have a set date. What? We don't know yet. We're so you just, still you waiting. Wait. That's right. I transitioned when sports kind of ended i took on a new show at east link called east link magazine and it's a community show so you get good news stories every week so i go from talking to who was i talking to this week um polish canadian society of nova scotia to you know like cam russell the next day to then a musician to so, like an MLA. So I've really learned a lot wow. <laughs> over the summer. Broaden my horizon and my um, interviewing styles. That's sick. Yeah, it's been fun. When did you start this? Our host left, um, I think midway last year. And so they needed someone to take over immediately. So I kind of did sports and did this show. Um, and I've just been doing the show since because of COVID. Just kind of rolling with it, rolling eh? Rolling with the punches. What's the next interview? Yeah. Next name, next team? Who is it? Give me the script. <laughs> I love it. That's all you got to do. You just got to say yes to everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. I'll learn. It's been uh, it's been a ride. I can't uh, I can't believe we're gearing up for another season, hopefully. Hopefully we're in the rink. Hopefully. I'm hearing too many things. I just, I've turned my ears off and I don't listen. Just give me a set date and I'll be there. Yeah. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. There's just so many things up in the air right now. Yeah. So who, who knows? But that's great. You have your own show. Like, well, can, well, you do. Yeah. I get, yeah. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. He's like magazine featuring me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. I've learned a lot and um, really have networked with a lot of people, not just in sports now. So. Yeah, I never thought of it from that side of things. Yeah. Just outside of sports. That's one thing we like to do here is outside. We, we high button sports, but it's always nice to have a comedian on. Mm. I want to have <laughs> yes. like a, you know, just someone that's a little oh, bit yes. different. Yeah, it's really fun. You, you can kind of get tunnel vision too when you're asking a same sport questions oh. you know what i mean it is kind of like cyclical yeah you got to keep it easy these kids are 16 17 and that's what I always like struggled with me the most when i first started was when we uh are doing a qmjhl game when we interview a player in intermission we're going about two two and a half minutes so that's like five six questions depending on how yeah. much the player is speaking and these kids are 
15 or 16, 17, and they're just coming off a shift where they probably dumped the puck and they had a chance to shoot, and that's what he's hung up on right now. And now he has to talk to me for two and a half minutes about, you know, whatever we're going to speak about. But that is a like that's a challenging mindset for these kids to shift into. So I always just try and keep it really easy because I couldn't imagine if that was me, I would uh, I would struggle big time. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the more challenging parts of the job. Yeah. Because you want to have a little bit of personality come out of them. It's, even at the NHL yes. level, it's tough. It's a real thing within hockey when a, a guy comes off a shift or a period even. It's just very calm, very subtle. The guy's trying to get a drink of water, not answer some questions. <laughs> but I know. It, 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 it's a challenge, and it's kind of a rewarding feeling having a little bit of personality come out of a person. It's I remember, awesome. who was it yesterday? It wasn't a, a player. It was a coach. It was Rick Bonus. Scott Oak had a little pregame interview with Rick Bonus, and they were talking about the game. And Rick was very calm, collected, composed, whatever those three words are together. And then Scott Oak brought up a picture of uh, Rick Bonus playing peewee hockey when they were on the same team way back, I think. I think it was like PEI or Cape Breton where they grew up or something. Love I don't, it. I don't know. And it caught Rick completely off guard. And then the next thing you know, Rick kind of broke through with that character and started laughing and having a good time. Yeah. But like that's the genius of the job that you and I are in where you can break through that little wall barrier and go, okay, this guy's going to get a little laugh about the research that I did behind the scenes and I'm going to surprise him. Almost like you ever know who Nardward is? Nardward, he's like a, he does like um, music interviews on Oh, Much yes. Music. Yeah. Like that guy is the king of breaking through walls. Yes. He just does his research. <clears throat> he figures out little key things that no one would know about. And the whole interview is the guest just going, how do you know that? What? How do you know that? Yeah. It's incredible. Um, hot ones. Hello. Yeah, here yeah. for it. Exactly. That's the best. I, I, I spent almost an entire day watching all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. But that's exactly why sports media and interviewing interested me from the get-go was I loved learning an athlete's personality. Like yeah. Cabby Richards, back when he was on the score – that I would be late to practice because I wanted to watch watch him try and like make Mike Fisher uncomfortable. Like yeah. it was Kobe. Oh, that one's the, the, best. the Kobe. His like good. social awareness, his spatial awareness is in itself hilarious. Yeah. I could just watch someone inch, inch, inch away <laughs> and I'm done. That's good. But it's uh, that's the best part for me. And that's why I got into it. And it was a little different to do broadcast because it's challenging to get those personable moments because you're in a live game and you have to respect the players and the coaches. Yeah. But it, when you look at it from a broader standpoint, you know, athletes in that notion of their obligation for media post game is unfathomable. Like in what other job in life are you obligated to comment on your fuck ups 10 seconds after it happened? <laughs> like imagine, you know what I mean? If you're, a doctor and then 10 seconds after an un, you know an unfortunate survey or surgery or something you have to have a crap ton of microphones in your face asking you to comment on it i never thought of when it like you that. take a step back and and you go oh my god you know what i mean and when with us and in, in local sports around here these kids are younger and they're still having to have these psychological responses immediately after their games you know, you got to give it to them as much as you'd love to get a giggle or like something funny. Yeah. They're just kids, you know, it's funny. I'm just picturing an interview after like a heart surgery. Yes. How'd that go, Doc? You messed that one up, didn't you? Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. What about uh, next week? I know you got the, the colonoscopy. What happened with this artery? Yeah. You messed that one up. Exactly. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. But people love it. That's it's why the, the business is a successful business in some sense that people love watching raw emotion on TV. When you got like when I first noticed you guys 
on social media, you mic'd up uh, someone on the ice, like who was in practice. Yeah. I don't I remember who it was. This was right when I moved here, I yeah. believe. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff I live for. And yeah. I spent so long watching that video over and over again. <laughs> so every time you guys do those things, I love it. Yeah. It's the best. Because it breaks through. It's it's not, it's not. who that person is. Yeah. Because they're with their friends. They're with their teammates. It's the actual raw emotion of who that person is. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's, that's the juicy stuff. That's the people love to watch. Yeah. You only get so much information on paper, stats, yeah, where they come from. But you really don't learn mm. more about them. And that's what's great about your guys' podcast is... You got to learn about these kids. Yeah. We got to learn about you. Me. You. Yeah. What else do we need to know about Kenzie? (laughs) What else? I don't know. Love sports. Um, Outside of sports, outside of sports broadcasting, what's a hobby you like to do? Like a Sunday, a day off. What are you doing? I guess there's no days off. Did I go out the night before or didn't I? (laughs) Let's say you didn't. So I'll just say you have energy. (laughs) I have energy. (laughs) No, I love... You know, it's like you're saying, you're asking about hobbies. Those are things I did not have when I played sports. You you are totally 24-7 focused on your game. Like, you live for game day. And you might not consciously know that, but you are. Or at least I was. Everything I was eating, how my days were structured was all geared towards that Thursday night practice or that weekend road trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when all that builds up and then sports are over and you're 22 and you're like, holy shit, what do I do? do what do I like to do now and I had to ask myself these questions so to answer your question Justin I've been waiting what what is it five years now since all that that work I love to golf I learned surfing recently oh yeah snowboard wakeboard sports girl anything with a board yeah ping pong yeah anything yeah yeah I love to read oh read I know it's new COVID good for you yeah started a book club with my colleague it's been great i used to lie in book clubs all the time <laughs> i got away with it because i don't think anyone else read the book either i think we were all just sitting there lying to each other we were like oh yeah and then we got out of there what do you do at a book club yeah you, is that well you read a chapter and you tell the it's people just her it? and i it's a book club that consists of two people <laughs> <laughs> the other girl at the golf course that girl, the other girl. so she uh, yeah love her um yeah, we just, it started actually with our show, Eastlink Magazine. We interviewed a local author and we said, you know what? After the interview, she was great. Let's read this book. And we read it. We loved it. And then from there, we started just buying local authors around the Maritimes, reading their books and like talking about it. Now it's gone to more mainstream books. Yeah. Um, we're currently, what are we? We just finished Where the Crawdads Sing, that big summer, big novel everyone's been reading. All over the Instagram, Justin, for oh, us females. God. Okay. Really good book. What's it about? Um, what's her name oh wow I can't remember I want to name her Scout but that's from To Kill a Mockingbird it's this young girl who grew up in the marsh and she's pretty much just a coming of age story and she learns how to take care of herself as a a woman with no parental guidance and uh, becomes kind of like a like a a historian kind of about her local marsh and is kind of turns into biology in a way what's a marsh? biologist the marsh? What's the marsh? It's kind of like swamp. Oh, the... Like m- the marshes? Marshes? The like a marsh? You know? Swamp? Yeah. The only reason I actually know this term is because there was a Sackville marsh, like, across the highway in Sackville, New Brunswick. So it's tall grass. Where alligators live. Y- yeah. I don't think there's alligators in Sackville, New Brunswick. So this girl grew up in the... M- in the marsh. In these... In this, like, wetland. She was just immersed in nature. And in nature pretty much... T- 
told her how to grow up and she learned through the bugs and the birds and the water and she kind of like learned about life through nature anyways let's stop talking about this book i gotta start reading (laughs) i gotta figure it out i'll get to it one day i need to clearly read it again before we have our meeting what me oh the meeting about the book club yes book club very important so other than everything else that's going on in your life you're literally just waiting you're doing the magazine thing Mm -hmm. and then as soon as that's over and sports are back you're going to be doing that or you're going to be doing both 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 so you're going to be even busier than last year and the year before yeah i mean we'll see what we can get into in terms of buildings with all the restrictions we're not sure what will be safe for us to to cover so we have to wait to hear back on all of that yeah but i'm hopeful yeah. So we'll see, but um, yeah, it's been a good run so good. far. I can't wait. I can't believe it's almost almost October third is when the Mooseheads have their first home opener. So we'll see what happens. Oh, is that when it is? October third. Mm-hmm. How many people are they letting in again? Two hundred. Two thousand. Two thousand. That's not bad. Two thousand. In 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 like cohorts of two hundred. W- what do you mean that? What do you mean by that? Like they'll be sectioned in two hundred groups. Oh, and sorry. It'll okay. To yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. One of my buddies just got accepted as a... Or sorry, how much time are we at? 44 minutes. One of my buddies just got accepted as the dentist for the Halifax Moosets. He just from, graduated from dentistry school, and he was sitting at home I need a day. dentist. What's his number? I, I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> and he, was just, he was just sitting one there, like just playing Xbox, I think, at home. Nice. And they called him like, hey, do you want to be the team dentist? So last weekend, we were going to the cottage, or we were going out to an Airbnb in Wolfville. And he, had, he was late because he had to do like Bobby Orr's teeth. The guy, like, there's, there's a guy on the team named, named Bobby. Bobby I saw that. I'm like, that parent, those parents nailed it. And he's like, yeah, I, I can't. I'll be late. I got to do the teeth of the guy. And he's like, who's your last guy? And he's like, yeah, I got to do Bobby Orr. And we were losing it. Imagine having a dentist. That'd be, I didn't get any of that. What? I didn't need a dentist. We got to wear cages. Oh, yeah. You guys got to wear cages. Yeah, yeah. I remember, the, like, a few weeks ago, I was talking to an old teammate. And I don't know if they make them anymore, but they made female shoulder pads. I don't know if guys knew that. They... Mm literally made they called it more sternum protection and they literally like made it more protective here for your boobs yeah not shoulders no that apparently they thought we needed more protection here <laughs> do you so, uh no i don't really care where would you rather have protection on your shoulders or your boobs uh, uh i'd rather have more protection on my boobs justin <laughs> you know I, I wouldn't i wouldn't have thought that yeah i mean i think now they j- like they literally anyways they like made little shields it was the weirdest thing but she sent me photos of her shoulder pads and i she's like do you remember these i don't think i think it was bauer i don't think they make them anymore they just make the sternum more more thick really but uh yeah forgot about those is, is there a girl like when you buy hockey gloves are they just hockey gloves or yeah. the girl hockey gloves no they're just normal there's hockey gloves i used to work at hockey life in high school too great place that was awesome yeah discounts yeah. It was the best. I loved going there and like my parents would go somewhere else. I'd be like, all right, drop me off here, pick me up in an hour. And I'd just be in there for an hour flexing sticks. Did your guys' hockey life have the shooting? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'd be. I'd wait in line with like a bunch of like 12 year olds. I'd be like 18, just waiting to shoot pucks in the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it there. It was a great time. Uh, it was, it was a really good job. It was really fun. So where were you at? You're the one in Dartmouth or? Well, I was in Ottawa, so this is when I was still in high school. So oh, I was in have it out there. at the Canada, Canada location. If anyone ever worked there, yeah, hey, yeah, it was really fun. So, are you an Ottawa Senators fan? Yes, okay, <laughs> I'm good, the good one person. What do you think about the new logo? It's, you know, it's the a bit old of a paradox. Logo. Yeah, it's, it's an logo. old logo. I loved it. Like, I tweeted when I saw the photo. You can't help but think of 
you know, before 2000, all the players that used to play for it. But I grew up a Habs fan. So when tr- Ottawa got a team, we just naturally as a family started cheering for the local teams. But despise the Leaf, Justin. I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. You care. heard it here first. Dudes will get mad at you. I couldn't care less. Okay, I hate them. <laughs> that okay, blue and white. <laughs> so did you guys go to a lot of games growing up? Yeah. Did you? It was really nice. Like... They would, like the Spezza days? Oh, Spezza, Heater. The pizza line is what they were called. Alfie, pizza, uh, Alfie Heater, Spezza. With, whenever they got six goals, if you took your ticket to the local pizza pizza, you'd get free pizza the no. next day. It was sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. They were called the pizza line. And then when right before I moved here, too, I worked for them as part of their promotions team. So on game nights, there was like 10 of us girls, and we would hand out old memorabilia like a wade redden bobblehead that's where they were at at that point the wade redden bobblehead. yeah wade redden bobbleheads or some chris neal stuff um and we just do like we'd walk around and just do trivia with fans and free t-shirts and stuff like that so yeah that's wicked. full circle to you know attending those games as a fan they used to do rink of dreams too kind of like they do now with mini moose i think is what they call it okay and Younger teams get to go out and play during the intermissions. Yeah. Well, they did that as well for the for local minor hockey teams yeah. during a Sens intermission. You got to go out and play. Yeah. So I had the luxury of doing that too. So that uh, building holds a lot of memories. That's crazy. So I guess the, at the very beginning or at this time, did you know that you wanted to be in sports broadcasting? Did I ask that question already? No. I don't think I did. Yeah. So I at mean, that age, did you know? I thought it was, like every morning I'd eat my Fruit Loops and I'd watch highlights and I remember seeing Holly Horton on and thinking how freaking cool that would be to be your job and then as I got older I always thought yeah that'd be cool there's even a video of me when I was younger I used to I'd grab the video camera and my cousins are racing with their bikes yeah. and I have the video camera and I'm doing play-by-play and I'm like oh Mitch is <sighs> in the lead oh Max took it and so there's footage of me like doing natural sports broadcasting things and then when i got older and kind of trusted myself to dip my toes into it yeah i realized yeah okay let's let's make this little girl's dream come true and try and make a run for it and and do it full time yeah that's pretty cool that's great that you knew at a young age it's a rare thing not a lot of people do well it it wasn't like i wanted it was a little kid dream i was like it would be cool to do this one day but I was a very practical person, so I thought, okay, let's do a business degree. Let's be responsible. Maybe you'll do front office somewhere with a sports team. Never really, you know, had the faith to try and do some some on-camera stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It all came together. It all came together, Full yeah. Full circle. Yeah, from doing those little videos to now, you know, covering the moose heads. It's super fun. I'm just thinking, you mentioned Wade Reddond. I'm thinking of his big helmet. He had like the big mush in front of the helmet, oh, yeah. the big like padding. Yes! He had like the huge padding in front of his helmet, the bower. Yeah. And it came like an inch off of his head. And Danny Heatley with the, not Danny Heatley, Alfredson with the Jofa helmet. Oh, yeah. But it was like the future Jofa helmet and it had all the holes in it. It didn't really look safe at all. And he had the blonde flow. Yeah. Remember when he had like the clown hair? People yeah, used to call it that. Loved it. Every time his helmet came off, he'd have just a big blonde afro, would be going everywhere. He was one of the first guys to have like the yellow TPS. He was oh. like him and Matt Sundin because I remember when Matt Sundin threw his yes. stick in the stands mm. and then Alfredson like faked it. He was holding a, a TPS when he did it. Great moment. Love that. I always hang that over Kevin's head. We always joke about that because he's a huge Lee fan. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'll always be like, I hate Alfie ever since that moment. <laughs> but I love, like I was a big Ray Emery fan. Some good Western memories piece. on those early Ottawa teams. Yeah. Like Alfie. I used to wear number 16 and it was first, there was no real reason. And then Brian McGratton joined the Sens and he was a fighter. Loved him. He had like a mohawk. 
developed a little bit of a crush, if I'm being honest, oh. and then kept number 16. Oh, it all <laughs> happened from a crush. All right. Yeah. If he's Wanted listening. to date yeah. Brian McGrath, so figured let's have his number and maybe I'm, maybe he'll date me. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's a big fan of the show, so you never know. He oh, could reach out reach after out. this. You never yeah. know. Yeah, I don't, I was always very influenced by fighters. I just that that role was really it's very niche, very unique. You ever been in a fight? Um, <laughs> is my boss listening? Uh, <laughs> never suspended for one. Okay. Suspended for other things, but. W- would always, you know, try and get a few shoves in before the, the whistle blew. Yeah. But we had Ken Tasker, who used to be a, a fighter out here in the Maritimes, coach us one year in Midget. And he first came in and joined our our coaching staff. And we were all like, who is this guy? He had no front teeth in. Yeah. He's a huge fighter. <laughs> and he was just skating around doing laps. And we're like, who is this guy? Oh my God, what is he doing? And then he came to a game. Teeth were in, really nice suit on. And we're all like who is this oh. guy? <laughs> and then we go- went home, Googled him, and his fights still to this day make like a top 10 highlight reel. You have to watch it. What is his name? Ken Tasker. Ken Tasker. Sounds like a fighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was early on with the Gong Show guys. Like, he was good friends with them when that brand first started. So oh, he's, yeah. he was a, he did some modeling with them early on. Do you want to bring up a fight, Aiden? Oh, you Do you think we do can? It. So oh, wait. I think it's on. I'm, wait, I don't know sorry. how you Google. Oh, uh, never we... mind. I'm on, I'm on the, don't worry. But no, don't do it. Don't do that, Aiden. Don't do it, cause then like the the outing of the camera will go. I'll just do it. You're good. Yeah. Nothing happened. Oh, you made me nervous. He's I don't know what you title it, but he's in a Ken Ken Tasker T A S K E R hockey fights. Boom. It's the so first one. So he's in one. red and white. That right there, and they just go toe to toe. It's unreal. I think this is it. Oh yeah, it is. What a name. Oh, oh yeah. Look. Boom, oh. boom, boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was my coach. So, at this, that was your coach. That was my coach. So, at this point, they're both just black, though. They all, they both just not. Oh, my God. He was great. What league is this? No idea. Unreal. And then when Ray Emery fought, too, that, that one season, I was just all yeah, for it. Yeah, Ray I think Emery. I love what fighting. I hope they never fight. take it out of the NHL. Who showed you this video? Him? Oh, we went home and Googled it. We found it ourselves. <laughs> you guys Googled it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a little obsessed. That's amazing. Yeah, we made like a YouTube video, too, about him. We Yeah, it was... What do you mean you made a YouTube video about him? All right. You know the song Baby by Justin Bieber? Yeah, that's the song that set him off. The so- Every song... What? Or no, that was Girlfriend. I think it was Baby. I don't know. The song, his his song, Girlfriend, everyone made fun of him, but then he released, You Be My Girlfriend, oh, then everyone right. loved him. Baby, but anyway, sorry, baby, baby, I get it, baby. So we kind of read the lyrics to, like, Kembo. Yeah. We nicknamed Ken Tasker Kembo. Yeah. And so we read the whole thing, and then they showed him at the our end-of-the-year-team party, and he just sat there and watched us sing about him. It was really awkward. That's awkward. I know. I felt bad for him, but... We were a big fan of the guy. <laughs> Good for you. Seems I've like seen a- him since. Everything seems to be cool. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Seems <laughs> yeah. like he's very protective. Yeah, really nice guy. All right. Do you want? Is there anything else that I'm forgetting that I should be asking? Is like, is there anything you want to promote? Is there anything that you want to say? Maybe, uh, maybe rent's going to be late next week. You want to let your landlord know? Maybe. Oh yeah, we're getting a new te- roommate actually. You uh, got a new roommate. No, you want to set, like, set her straight. Anything? I'm just excited for the season to to get started and. You know, I, I hope I can continue to have long conversations with people. I love long-form interviewing. I think this is awesome. I love what you guys do. Really? Keep it up. 
keep it up i appreciate it yeah welcome back anytime we'll see you around the rinks absolutely hopefully if we're allowed in if you're there i know we'll We'll see see what happens all right then everyone listening thanks guys thanks for joining appreciate it everyone listening stay safe we're recording this during a hurricane so hopefully we still have power so i can release this and uh find your thunder buddy another one find a thunder buddy stay safe have fun we are out peace dj khaled come with me leave all of your things yeah you can stop at gucci stop at louis v yeah come with me fly you out to greece full speed so volé paris yeah. come with me leave all of your things yeah you can stop at gucci stop at louis v yeah come with me fly you out to greece full speed so volé paris Speed boats, baby, in Nikki Beach. Waves in my head, smoking weed. Dipping through the sand in a Jeep. All because of what I did on peace, baby. Life sweet, baby. I stop, baby. You just go get ready, we go out, baby. Long time looking for the bouncer. Ozzy had the bouncer. Come with me, leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop at Gucci, stop at Louis V, yeah. Come with me. Fly you out to breathe, full speed, so volé Paris. Come with me, leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop at Gucci, stop at Louis V, yeah. Come with me, fly you out to breathe, full speed, je suis ton genie. Rolls Royce, baby, in hidden hills. Bags full of hundred dollar bills. Jogging past your wife and she get chills. All because of how I kept it real. Life sweet, baby, on a G-Way. Get you anything you need, baby. Yeah. Work for everything you see, baby. Ooh, we, baby. Ooh, come with me. Leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop at Gucci, stop at Louis V, yeah. Come with me. Fly you out to breathe. Full speed, so volé Paris. Come with me. Leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop at Gucci, stop at Louis V, yeah. Come with me. Fly you out to breathe. Full speed, so volé Paris.